Are you paying too much for your home and auto insurance? At Caleb Holloway State Farm, you're a one-quick-click call and quote away for some serious savings. Visit www.calebholloway.net or call 706-406-2111 for all of your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, Caleb Holloway State Farm is there. Hey everybody, it's Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. Are you looking for something a little extra to get you through your day? Well, let me suggest Kill Cliff. Kill Cliff is a clean energy drink with a natural source of caffeine derived from green tea leaves. Whether it be the Kill Cliff for recovery, Ignite for that energy boost, or the CBD-infused Kill Cliff, they've got you covered. Go to CigarStoreIdiot.com, click on the Kill Cliff link, and use promo code CIGARIDIOTS for some awesome savings. Kill Cliff, clean energy, killer taste. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and you are Sir. I am Andrew. Andrew, what's going on, man? Man, it's glad to be here. Again. How was your How was your day? It was good. Good How about yourself. It was all right. I'd rather been fishing. I'd rather been on Anna Maria Island with my fat butt sitting at the ocean. But I know. I, well, I just showed you that picture. of This place we always go eat at at Graydon Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. at Hurricanes uh, got the uh, the pan seared, whatever kind of seafood it was, with some shrimp sauce and grits, and you can't beat it. So. I want some fish tacos. From I'm, a, I'm from actually ugly grouper. I'm drooling on myself right now. I'm so, so I'm, I'm, I'm so ready to get down to the beach. Me too. It's uh, long overdue. I'm ready to make my first trip. And it's there, about so. that time. It is. It is warming up. Days like today make me really hate cold weather, and I don't look forward to uh, that little little blackberry winter that we're going to have. So I love. I, I, I don't mind cold and i don't mind hot but i hate below 32 and i hate above 90 i want it i want that you know what i mean i want to give I me want, that 85 80 i'll be on the beach half naked somewhere have fending um, families of five uh because nobody wants to look at my big oh, gross hairy self in the bathing I'm, suit but, i've got it but i'd something. rather be there so i'd yeah, rather be there so whatever um tonight we have a very special guest we got kane young not to be confused with kane brown uh, we're going to talk a little uh, March Madness basketball. Sir, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? We're doing really good, man. I really do appreciate you taking the time to sit down and uh, to call in and talk to us about some basketball. Um, I'm going to – I'm kind of – I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I'm a dummy when it comes to college basketball. Andrew has more knowledge than I do. He watches a little bit more than I do. Uh, and I'm glad that we got somebody that does watch a lot of college basketball and knows what's going on because I need some help deciphering – who I'm going to pick uh, in in my conferences and and trying to set my brackets. So, um, so who's your who's your favorite right now? Well, uh, I mean, most most people consensus feel Gonzaga. They're on, they're really the only undefeated team left right. at this point. Uh, they just beat BYU um, last night. They were losing that game for the first time in a long time. They were behind most of the game last night. They came back and won again. 
And uh, most of their games have not been within 10 points. Um, they're on a 26-game win streak, right? Yeah, they, they've not lost the game. And, uh, you know, they played some good teams early in the season with uh, Virginia um, and West Virginia and a couple other teams, but most of their games have not been close. Yeah, they've got 20, they, 25 games they've won by double digits. So, I mean, that's insane. Uh, yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, we'll see how they react if they get in a close game. But last night they were behind 12 at halftime, and they were uh, behind about 8 or 10 with about maybe 10 minutes left. They put a little run together and pulled away in the last three or four minutes. So, uh, you know, it, it just, it's a team that's just – they've been in the national championship before. They've been knocking on the door for several years, and uh, a lot of people feel this will be their year to finally uh, maybe maybe win it all or win six games in a row. But that's why it's so hard to pick them because they've done it to us before and they always come up short. Yeah, and, it's, you know, they, they lost to North Carolina a few years ago, two or three years ago in the national title game. Um, that's the first time they've ever made it to the Final Four. They've been that trendy pick for a long time, but just haven't been able to seal the deal. Yeah, and what I was looking at, I was just kind of going over the top twenty-five. Uh, and and one thing that I noticed, man, when I did watch, I did watch some college basketball back in the day. And um, I guess, I guess with the the COVID thing, and it's just, it's just not as interesting to me to watch anymore without people in the stands. It's just, it's so weird now. It's like watching a, a practice or a scrimmage. So yeah, um, and, and, you know, home court advantage just means so much with you know, right with the crowds. Um, and it, it's just a different feel when you watch these games and they're, you know, 10%, 20% filled or some places don't have any fans at all. And yeah. especially in college basketball where, you know, these, these especially fans. Especially in the West Coast, you're not having any fans. Well, and he, he, well, even in the SEC, you know, you see them. And, I mean, I've watched, you know, a lot of SEC basketball this year, and it's just it's just not the same. The, the only cool part about it is you can hear these coaches screaming on the sideline. You can hear exactly what they're saying because there's no fans drowning them out. But – you know, in college basketball, these fans are right on top of the court, so it makes a huge difference. You know, and uh, I, I think, generally speaking, college basketball has the best home court advantage, percentage wise, um, over the years, more so than even college football. But like, but like you said, you know, you see these places where teams fans are right on the court, and now, uh, you know, you can hear the coach what they're saying. Um, it's so odd now. <laughs> It's, it's, it's really, really different. If you're super quiet during the timeouts, you can probably hear what play the other team's going to run. I mean, they've, <laughs> they've got to be a way that they're, they're trying to get that across yeah. without yelling out, we're going to run a whatever. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's it doesn't even make sense because they've got these guys, when they're on the sideline, they don't even let them on the a straight bench anymore. They've got them separated out, and they've got like three rows of players. And I know I know you know what I'm talking about. And yeah. they're, they're three rows of players, and they're not sitting beside each other. But then they get on the court, and they bang against each other. So what's, yeah. what sense does that make? That makes no yeah. sense to me. That sounds yeah, like a family and, reunion and, up in upstate New York. I mean, it's just and dumb. They, and they, they wrap around the corner. They have time that, you know, the, the score. So now some places have the scores table on the other side of the court, which is completely odd. You know, so you're not you – know, the referee's talking to one direction when he calls a foul, and they come back over and talk to the bench on the other side of the court. So it's just, it's just been a weird self the whole way around. I just don't understand what they're doing. I mean, you know – if they're out there banging each other on the court and you know sweating on top of each other and all that, then they're gonna then they're gonna they're gonna separate themselves on the sideline. It makes no sense. Just no, it makes no sense. I'm glad they're playing and I'm not bitching about it, but it just doesn't make sense. I noticed that when I was going through the top 25, uh, I was looking at uh, some of the some of the names that I was shocked that was that's not in that list uh, this year. Um, NC State, Indiana, Duke, North Carolina, Georgetown, Syracuse. 
Uh, even Florida and Auburn, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, Kentucky, Kentucky especially. Yes, I was kind of surprised. The top twenty-five, you don't have that much of a uh, SEC uh, presence there. I mean, we're looking at, you know, Alabama's probably the best team in, out of the SEC in there. You got Alabama or Arkansas? Yeah, Alabama and Arkansas. So that's, um, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like a whole. It's just weird, dude. It's a whole different world. Arkansas kind of reminds me of Auburn two years ago, where. They've been pretty damn good all year, but toward the end of the season, they just kind of caught their stride, started kind of beating everybody. Because you remember that that teams that they beat in the tournament that year, they beat North Carolina, they beat Kansas, they beat. There's another huge. They me, beat uh, Kentucky at the. That's right. Get to the final four. That's right. They beat Kentucky, Kansas, and North Carolina in in the damn tournament. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And I, you know. I think Alabama's very, very, very good, and I think our, I, I can't wait to see those two go bang at it when they go to Atlanta. Well, they, uh, you know, I, Arkansas's won I think thirteen in a row uh, in conference. They did lose a non-conference game to Oklahoma State, but uh, I was actually at their last loss. I'm an Alabama season ticket holder and have been for a long time, and uh, for basketball, and uh, Alabama beat them by about thirty-five at home, and then they went out to Fayetteville and lost by about fifteen the other week. But Arkansas is playing really good. They just uh, they uh, they kind of figured out uh, uh, what, what, what they're doing. But like you were saying, I mean, you got your Duke's not going to make it in. Uh, Kentucky's not going to make it in. Both those teams will have to win their conference tournaments to make it in. And your Syracuse and your Michigan States and uh, yeah, Michigan State, That's Indiana, annoying. they're all they're all just kind of hanging out there. They may get in, may not. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina should be in, but yeah. they'll be a very low seed compared to what they traditionally are. What? Let's talk about Duke for a minute. What the? I mean, what the hell is going on? Uh, when uh, Jalen Johnson just opts out of the whole season, now it's now it's being reported uh, that he's he's going to enter the NBA draft. Yeah. What kind of messages? I mean, Shushevsky's got his back. He's uh, he's he's you know he's not throwing him under the bus. Uh, Jim Beheim's you know pretty much wrecking him across the coals for for doing what he's doing. But what does that? I mean, to me, what does that say to an NBA owner? Uh, you got this kid that just he he just he, I mean let's just call it like like it is he quit on his team uh, they weren't that good he quit on his team to save his save himself uh, for the draft I mean these yeah, kids these kids dude I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole yeah it's it's a bad message it's a bad look all around um, and it won't be the know, it won't be the last one if he no. gets drafted no. high it won't be the last one no and uh, you know that, that you're right Bayheim came out. So, hey, quit. Love Jim a, a lot of people have just, you know, even the guys on ESPN have been saying that, you know, just kind of walked away. Um, you know, and, and after he left, Duke kind of played better without him. They did. You know, I think they were trying to run practice. through much. They tried to run through my, too much through him. And I just don't think he was – that. then that ought to say something to the NBA. Um, um, his stock. His stock because it, he couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you can't play for Coach K, I don't know who you could Right. Exactly. Exactly. No, I agree with you 100. Right. That's absolutely right. So, uh, do we look at the AC, ACC champion this year to be an impressive win? I'm not so sure. Usually, we, we look, you know, who wins that conference. We're like, wow, you know what? They're going to do some damage in the tournament. But I'm not so sure yeah. this year. And Virginia is not the same Virginia they won a couple years ago when they won it. Nope. Um, they're probably better offensively than they have been in a while, but defensively, they're not there. You know that level they were a couple of years ago when they're making the championship, but you know Florida State's uh, Florida State's got a good team. Yeah, 
Yeah, Leonard Hamilton, he's done a great job there for several years. He did a good job in Miami way back in the day. Um, and they win. Um, you know, they're not the flashy team, but they they consistently win games. Uh, they had a little hookup over the weekend on the road. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, they they play really solid basketball. But outside of those two, it's just, you know, everybody else is kind of, you know, here they had their moments and they had their bad games and it just kind of hit or miss, it seems like. I know your heart's with uh, Alabama, but do you think uh, you think it's going to come down? Do you think Gonzaga and Michigan is that the is that going to be the Michigan's really good? They, they are really good. They have some size, and nobody nobody else really seems to have that. You know, that's one thing. You know, Alabama is one of the big things. They just don't have a rim protector. Michigan has that. A lot of teams in college basketball just don't have it. Uh, their guards are excellent. Um, you know, Juwan Howard's only in his second year there. He's done a phenomenal job. And they were in the national championship. Beeline was a good coach when he was there too several years ago. I think they got beat by Villanova, but um, you know they've played tough competition. And um, you know recently, this, the the gauntlet they've gone through. They were shut down for COVID for a little bit, but they had to play Ohio State, Michigan State, and Illinois kind of back to back to back. Um, Illinois is another been, one. Yeah, they're they're real good. The Big Ten's loaded. Uh, they I really are. Good. Uh, the guards are that's about seven foot tall. He's a very good player. For them, Ohio State's excellent. I mean, there's four or five teams in the Big Ten that could probably get to a Final Four, uh, have a legitimate chance. Um, it's just that, you know, we haven't seen Illinois up there in a long time, and Iowa hasn't been there in a while. You're using Spectrum to see a Michigan State, maybe, and they're not they're not at that level right now. And Indiana's kind of nowhere to be, to be found. But, you know, as far as uh, Iowa and Illinois, uh, they're teams that can win four or five games easily. And I think Illinois just kind of beat Michigan the other day without one of their better players. So, I mean, you never know on a given night what's going to happen. But in a one-game scenario, you have one bad moment, uh, one bad sequence for four or eight minutes. You know, your season's in jeopardy pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. And, you know, it's, it's odd to see, going back to the SEC, it's odd to see that, you know, we've always looked at Kentucky as a leader, and then we've yeah, you, know, you have a team every now and again, like Auburn did a couple of years ago, where you know LSU had has had their runs and so forth. Yeah, but, I mean South Carolina went to the Final Four. That's that right, four or five years ago. So. That's right, they went the same year that the girls did too, didn't it? Was yeah. it the same year that the girls and the guys both went? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so this year it looks like you know it's it's got to be an all Arkansas Alabama. SEC tournament. I don't know. I don't see anybody else competing. Of course, you never know in a tournament like that. But yeah, well, you know, just from an Alabama perspective, they're probably going to have to play Kentucky in the first round. I know we swept Kentucky twice in the season, beat them twice by double figures each time. But you still don't uh, want to play. Alabama hasn't beat Kentucky since the '80s in the SEC tournament. Now, they don't play them every year, but uh, it's just we run into them and we never get past them. And, and here they are again, even though we should be the favorite. It's just that, uh, They're still Kentucky. You know, for, for, for me, for, you know, for an Alabama fans, like, oh, here we go again. You know, we're just, we're just waiting for the bottom to fall out at some point. But, uh, you know, they they just – uh, their guards are – Kentucky's guards are just not as good as they've been in the past. They have a lot of size. I think their post players are okay. But the guards control so much of the game, and they kind of struggle from beyond the three-point line. And the game's changed for last year. We're not hitting a lot of threes, at least 10 a game. Uh, it's hard to win, you know, string together a lot of success in uh, this kind of new age of basketball we have. Yeah, they lost that big uh, three-pointer. He, uh, God, what was his name? Graduated or moved on last no, year. 
well, they had Tyler Hero a couple Hero. weeks ago, who were with the yeah, who's had a great sensational game with uh, the Heat in the playoffs uh, last year. So they just they just don't have that guy. You know, yeah. they had uh, Bernie there a few years ago. They've always had the team that has you know that guy can just really stroke from deep. And this year their guards have kind of struggled. And and, and I'd say the other thing, having watched them play several times, their guards are just are not. They don't get to the basket like they used to either, um, and it just kind of stagnates their offense a little bit. That kid from Carswell, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. That kid from Carswell, did he, did he go anywhere? Do you remember that? Do you remember who I'm talking about? He played for Kentucky. Uh, I mean, uh, off the top of my head, now I can't remember where most of their players are from. I know I can't I remember his name. It'll hit me. From, it'll hit me from, Atlanta, from Atlanta, from the Atlanta area. They they go, they recruit all over. So well, this kid, nationally. yeah, this kid played for Cartersville High School. It was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, this kid. <laughs> I can't I can't remember his name, but he was really good. He he played the year that Auburn and Kentucky battled it out. I okay, can't, I can't remember his name, but anyway, uh, yeah, heroes really missed at Kentucky. You can tell they just don't have anything like they did from the out. They don't have that threat like they had. I've got uh, something I wanted to do with you. I've got uh, the conferences majority of the conferences wrote down, and I got the the one two three four seed. Uh, I want to ask you, in your opinion, uh, who do you think is going to take that conference, and then who's a possible upset? So we'll start out with the Big Ten. Uh, we okay. got Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, and Purdue. That's your one through four. Uh, who do you think is going to take that? Uh, I would say Michigan definitely favorite to win their conference yep. tournament. Um, but you know, again, again, they just they dropped one to Michigan State the other day. Uh, of course, it was that, was that up in uh, East Lansing. Um, you know, Illinois is tough. Yeah, that, that's just that's that's the gauntlet. We were even talk about Ohio State, and they were ranked number nine last week. You know, they lost a couple games in a row. Uh, I mean, that is just a tough league. Um, those teams are battle tested more so probably than anybody else, in my opinion. And I wouldn't be surprised to see two or three of those teams actually make it in the final four if they get the right bracket. It's all about matchups a lot of times. I'm with you. I um, think Michigan wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if if you know Illinois won. It wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Who, who's your dark, yeah. who's your dark horse in there? Is it you say Illinois? Uh, or is there somebody I, that's I even say, even I, even more quiet that we're not kind yeah, of auspicious? I, I, well, I'd probably go with Purdue. Purdue's just solid. Um, you know, Matt Painter's been the coach there for a long time. I think uh, Purdue's only had two coaches in my lifetime. I can remember Gene Cady and Matt Painter played there, and now he's, he's the coach there. Um, they they were. They gave Virginia and Tennessee all they wanted uh, the last time, the, the two years ago when they had the state tournament. They they were really good, and they probably should have beaten Virginia and made it to a Final Four. Uh, but he just has a consistent program. Um, it's just a, that's just a tough team to knock out. You know, they don't really beat themselves. They they play good, solid basketball, and, and you know, if you're off their game, if you're an elite team and you're off the game against them, they're they're gonna you know give you problems. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing it for a long time. Painter has. You got to I mean, you got to come ready. I mean, it's tournament time. You got to come ready. So, all right, we got. Uh, we'll go ahead uh, with the SEC. We got Bama, Archie, LSU, and uh, Tennessee. Are you, should I go ahead and check Alabama for you, sir? <laughs> no, I, 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 it was the late eighties. I feel like, yeah, let's do it when Sanders was there. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, if Alabama play is on their game, especially when they get hot, uh, you know they're tough to beat. Um, but they're very good defensively. They don't get a lot of credit for defense. Florida's also playing so well. Uh, I don't trust Delaware and Tennessee really. Okay. Um, I, w- I would put more stock probably in Florida 
over those two, even though Florida's a little inconsistent at times. I, they just seem to have some bigger wins. They, they actually, Florida actually won a game at West Virginia earlier this year in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Tennessee's just, you know, Tennessee was number six in the country at one point, number five in the oh, country. Wow. You know, they were, they just kind they, of falling off here after Christmas. Yeah, so. they've got to be the and biggest disappointment you, in the SEC. Yeah, and it, it's just they had a lot. They have a couple of seniors. They have a couple of talented freshmen, and uh, they just don't click very well on offense for some reason, like they did a few years Which ago. Which is surprising. You, yeah, because I think like a lot Rick of their Barnes. coach. I like him. Yeah, I like Rick Barnes too. Yeah, he's had success everywhere he's been, Providence, Texas, and Tennessee. Um, you know, and that program, you know, as well as I do, they they weren't very good four or five years ago, and then he has up there. Mm-hmm. I think they were number one in the country a couple of years ago. And they actually beat Kansas earlier this year, but then they'll go on the road and they against Ole Miss. They had like a fifteen point lead, and then they had like a I don't know, was it like eight or ten minutes drought? They didn't just score a point. Ole Miss went back and beat them in a very yep. low scoring game. So uh, they're just really consistent on offense. But then LSU's kind of the opposite. LSU score. But their defense hasn't been very good most of the season, um, and that's kind of gotten them in some trouble in some games. So we're going to go. Uh, your pick out of the SEC would be? Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the homer, Alabama. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Who's our dark horse? Uh, it's not gonna, it, it's dark horse, I would say Florida. Florida. I, I would really think it's Florida. Okay. All right, and we'll go to the ACC. we got Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and, and Georgia Tech snuck in there at number four. Yeah. That's hard to believe. Georgia Tech, I don't think they had. They were real, they went to the, what the national championship. I think it was oh four. Um, and yep. then you know back in the day when they had a uh, Cremens coaching and uh, Kenny Anderson, they had some really good teams. But Dennis it's Scott, been a while. Kenny Anderson, there. yeah, Dennis Scott, yeah, uh, John Sally, John Sally, yep, Price, um, yeah, Mark Price. You know, I, I would I would lean towards Florida State and the ACC. They just probably been the most consistent team throughout the season. And they, are just, they didn't win the regular they didn't win the regular regular season outright, but they just they they play very sound basketball. They're uh, just they blue just, collar. That's what I like yeah, about Florida State. Right. They are just blue collar basketball. Nothing flashy. They just they just can win. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And uh you know Virginia I just Virginia is not a, the, the dominant defensive team they've been the last few years. Well they're they're still very good obviously, but I I I'd probably leave Florida State there with ACC. Would you give North Carolina a dark course or they're still too far away right now. If if North Carolina plays like they did against Duke this last Saturday at home, I'd say yeah. Uh, they, they their postmen were just dominant uh, against Duke. They looked excellent, you know. And then they then they go and I think they lost the game in Miami earlier this year. It's just I, it's just so inconsistent. Yeah, and uh, I think some I think some of that the, the true the traditional powers is they're just so young. Mm-hmm. Um. And with all the protocols, you don't still have a normal season. And it seems like the teams that are older, you know, they have some seniors that have been around the way a couple of times. Uh, just, you know, they, they just take everything in stride and just it, it seem to have been better this season. So uh, it wasn't surprising if you don't tell how they can run, though, at it. All right. So now we're going to go to the AAC. You got Wichita State, Houston, Memphis, and MSU. Uh, who you got winning that one? Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Houston. Um, they're solid defensively. Uh, Calvin Sampson's won everywhere he's been. Uh, he's always been in trouble some places too. Okay. The NCAA, but Houston, uh, uh, they went to the Sweet 16 a few years ago and got knocked out, I think, by Kentucky. I think it might, that might have been the year that Auburn ended up beating Kentucky the next game. Um, yeah, but he's, he's been very good for a long time. Uh, you know, one matchup with 
you know, Alabama and Houston were supposed to play each other this year, and Houston had got shot shut down for COVID, and they couldn't make that game up. It was supposed to be for Christmas, um, so that would have been a, you know kind of tell where each of those teams were a little bit here, maybe shook up the rankings a little bit more. But um, they're pretty. Memphis. Hey, did we lose you? I think we're losing you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. So okay. We're, we're going Houston in your dark horse in the AAC. Who would you go I, with? I'll, I'll go with Memphis. Memphis, um, okay. They gave Houston uh, all they wanted this last weekend. Um, they actually played at Houston. They gave them a lot of trouble. So uh, they seem to have kind of rebounded there. You know, Penny Hardaway, the coach. Yeah. And uh, they've kind of kind of righted the ship early in the year. They looked awful, but they've played a lot better here lately because we've gotten in February and then March. All right, so now we're going to jump to the Big East. We got Nova, Creighton, UConn, and St. John. Uh, it's hard for me to go against Nova. <laughs> well, and, and two, I, you look I at, really respect Jay Wright. I just think, I mean, I know they've had some injuries now. I will say that, but they, they, uh, they're just really an elite program here in the last five, six years. Obviously, two national titles and everything. If you, if you. If you're Creighton, what do you do after that whole coaching uh, debacle thing? I mean, what? What? Yeah, and you know, it's hard I, to recover. I mean, it's it's right here. You know, it's crunch time, and and, and yeah. they've got that looming over their head. That's going to be, you know, that's got to be playing heavy over they, the kids. And they played Villanova right after that and got smoked, smoked. in Philadelphia. Um, and then they came back and beat Butler, which Butler's not very good right now. Um, they, I think they played that game at home. Um. You know, I, I, that's just, I just don't see that them going very far. Obviously, they're going to be in the corner, but I don't, I don't see them advancing. Yeah. Uh, when, when it gets here, I just, you know, I just think that's probably for the players and there's for probably, you know, whatever. And let's face it, I, I think you saw this during college football too. Guys, there comes a point where teams are like, what are we doing here? You know, we're going through this test all the time. We're away from the families. We can't do this, can't do that type of way. You know, I think there comes a point, a breaking point for everybody. If, if your team's not very good, or well, you have some other issues, what's obviously great that's had here recently. So we're going to go with Nova, and who's going to be your dark horse over uh, in the Big East? I'll go, I'll go UConn. Okay. Um, the Hurley, uh, Danny Hurley, the coach there, excellent coach. Of course, you know, his brother Bobby played at Duke, and Danny played at Seton Hall back in the day. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, they, they are getting better. Uh, I think this is his second year in the job. He was at Rhode Island before that. He had Rhode Island in the tournament a couple of times. Uh, they're, that's that's going to be a tough team to beat. They were shut down by COVID, too, at one point. But um, uh, I watched them play Georgetown the other night, and they kind of took it to Georgetown, kind of took them behind the woodshed there the other night. So I'll go UConn. Okay. All right. All right, we're going to step up to the MAC. Uh, we got Toledo, Buffalo, Akron, and Kent State. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give it. Shout out to NATO. Buffalo's kind of root, uh, you know, owned that conference the last few years, even uh, when he was there. And then the, uh, the, her, the other Hurley, Bobby Hurley, was there before NATO. So I'll, I'll stick with Buffalo. They they've found a way to win here consistently the last several years. All right, and who's your dark horse? Uh, who was the four seed? Uh, Kent State, Akron, Kent State. Akron, and Kent State. Yeah, I'll go with Kent. Um, they're probably, you know, they're, that's a team that just kind of. You know, uh, they, they they haven't had a lot of success in, in a long time, so this is an opportunity for them to kind of make a run here. Um, you know, with uh, under the circumstances we have this season. Okay, all right, and we got the Big Twelve of Baylor, Kansas, Texas, and West Virginia. 
Uh, I'll stick with Baylor. I think they still have only lost one game. Um, they got a lot of seniors on the team. This is actually the first time Baylor's won a conference title since like 1940. I think Baylor's got a, um, Baylor's got a shot of winning this thing. Yeah, they do. They do. And uh, they're, they're up there with that Michigan and Gonzaga. They're that elite thing. And in college um, basketball, you don't get to say this team's got a lot of seniors on it anymore. No, no you, don't. you don't. You don't. And uh, they have a kid, Jared Butler, uh, one of their guards. He was actually at Alabama. Um, and then he transferred out because Kyver Lewis, who's in the NBA now, came in early. He ended up being a lottery pick. Um, he's from Anniston up there in northeast Alabama, but he's a very good player. Um, and that the Drew, uh, the co- coach Drew there has been there for a while. He's built that program. Well, that program was in shambles when he took it over back in the day, mid 2000s. Um, but they've been getting better over the years. They made the Elite Eight a couple times, and you know this is their shot. You know, uh, there, it could be their year. This, this should be it. And who are you looking at as far as a dark horse there? Uh, I, I'll. Go with West Virginia. Okay. Uh, I, I trust Bob Huggins. Uh, his teams play defense. Um, that, that guy knows how to coach. He knows how to win. Um, you know, West Virginia is just a tough team. Uh, they play consistently on defense. They've been excellent over the years. They've uh, been in the Final Four. Um, that's a, that's a tough team to beat. Uh, you've already got a scratch and claw to beat them. Okay. All right. We're going to go to the pack. Uh, got Oregon, USC, Colorado, and UCLA. Uh, I'll, I'll go USC. Uh, I've been impressed by them. I've watched them a couple times. I actually watched them beat uh, UCLA this last weekend. Um, they actually swept UCLA again this year. Um, you know, they you don't think USC a whole lot of basketball traditionally, but they they the and the infield. He was the coach. You know, Florida. He was the Gulf Florida Gulf Coast uh, several years ago, and they they actually had made some noise in the NCAA tournament. That's how he part of that success is the USC job. So they. They've been coming around and building up to this point where they get get to that higher level in the Pac-12. So I'll go to USC. Okay, and your dark horse? Uh, well, I'll go across the camp UCLA. Okay, uh, UCLA. UCLA's—they're very good defensively. Uh, they play. They really play low-scoring games. Um, you know, which at this time of year that can favor a team because you know when you're going when you're playing in a conference tournament and you go three or four days in a row, it's got to be a low-scoring game probably anyway because teams are tired and. Uh, their style, I think, lends them to have success for two or three days in this, uh, this kind of format. But when you think of UCLA, you don't think of a low-scoring team. No, you don't. You're exactly <laughs> right. And uh, but uh, Nick Crone and the coach he used to be at Cincinnati, and uh, that, I, I don't think he wants to play that style all the time. I just think that, given the situation he came into as a new coach, uh, I just think that he's playing to the best of his abilities, uh, what the team has. And uh, it's it's paid off on them. They're going to make the big dance, and uh, you know. But they have a team that can win just a couple games there. Well, he knows run. he knows how to coach the talent he's got. I mean, he, you know, yeah. hats off to the guy. But yeah, he just that's not what you think when you think of UCLA basketball. You think of running up and down the court and yeah, oh yeah, no like doubt, a running no game. Doubt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got Mountain West. We got San Diego State, Utah State, Colorado State, and Boise State. Uh, I'll I'll go uh, San Diego State with the favorite. Steve Fisher, um, and they've been the programs have been up there. They've been as high as the two seed in some of the recent NCAA tournaments over the last ten years. You know, Kawhi Leonard went to school there, and uh, Dark Horse. I'll go Boise. Um, you know, that, that's a tough, that's a league they're talking about. Maybe maybe all four of those teams might make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, there's a couple there in the bubble, Colorado State. Um, you know, the, any of those teams can make it get in the dance. 
but I'll, I'll go San Diego State as a favorite in Boise as a dark horse. Okay. Uh, we got the Sun Belt with uh, Georgia State, uh, Coastal Carolina, Texas State, and Louisiana. Uh, I'll go with Georgia State. Um, they, they made the NCAA tournament several times the last few years. Um, beat Duke one year, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they that was Mercer. Mercer beat them. Oh, that's Duke. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, who did Georgia State uh, beat that year? They did. They had I, was a big game. To, I was saying that off the top of my hand. I, I can't recall. Was it the coach's yeah, son hit the game when he was one of the close shots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The coach's son was sitting on the stool. Was it Virginia? It, uh, I don't think it was Virginia. No, Virginia got beat by the uh, – They got beat by Maryland, Baltimore County. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's uh, right. In the 15-1 game. But, yeah, Georgia right. State had a huge upset. Uh, you know, they, they beat Alabama about three years ago. Uh at our, I was actually at the game. They hit a buzzer beater in that game, too, to beat us. So uh, I'll go Georgia State as a favorite. Okay. And then who you, who you got for a dark horse in that one? Uh, I'll go Coastal, Coastal Carolina. That, that, that's a, that people don't think, you know, they they had some success in football. Uh, they, they got a good baseball, baseball program there. Yeah, yeah absolutely do. So that's an athletic program. So it is. exploded here recently the last, last decade or so. We got a conference USA. We got Western Kentucky, UAB, uh, Louisiana Tech, and Old Dominion. Not the uh, country West- band. <laughs> no. well, Western Kentucky is very good. Um, the, Rick Stansberry used to be the Mississippi State coach as their head coach. Um, they beat Alabama before the conference play. They went in Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama by two points. Uh, they have a talented player. Guy's about seven foot. He's not going to be a first round draft pick. His name is Case off the top of my head. Uh, but I would go with them as a favorite, and I'll go UAB as a dark horse. Okay. Uh, Andy Kennedy, I really like Andy Kennedy. I think he's an excellent coach. He's at Ole Miss for a long time. He played at UAB. This is his first season. And, I didn't know Andy UAB Kennedy was, was at UAB. Yeah, he he, did, he got hired after the uh, right before the pandemic hit last year. Or uh, you know he he was uh, at Ole Miss, then he went on TV for the SEC. I, network I was about to say, too. I remember he been on the SEC network. I like yeah. Andy Kennedy. I like him a lot. I, I did too. He's a really nice guy. Um, and I, yeah, I was, I was actually hoping he would get the Alabama job a couple of years ago when he came open. But, uh, you know, he's, he's a real, I think they've won 20 games again this year. I think they're sitting right now 20 and 7 or 21 and 6. I bet Kennedy's and, uh, not at UAB long. I bet he's not. He's, but he, he, he played there back in the day on the Gene Bartow. And, uh, you know, I, I really like. I just think. I really think he's a good coach. He's just a all around good guy, in my opinion. I think so too. He just. He well. He, he at least seems that way. All right. Okay. And then we're going to go with. Let's see. The whack. We got Grand Canyon, Utah Valley State, Seattle, and New Mexico State. Ooh. The Grand Grand Canyon should be the favorite uh, to win. Um, yeah, that that's one of those schools that's kind of you know. They, I think they were on an online university at one point, and they. <laughs> wow! Uh, seriously? Good yeah, Lord. yeah. They, they're 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 newer. It's a newer school, and uh, you know, as far as but I they, they I want to say Dan Marley was coaching there at one point. He may still be. Um, they used to play for the Phoenix Suns way. Yeah, back Dan Marley was Dan mm-hmm. Marley was awesome mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, he shoot your uh, eyes out. <laughs> he would. He sure would. But I, I think Grand Canyon they should be the favorite. Uh, I've seen them popping up on, on Mock Wackers time and again, so I'll go with them as a favorite. And uh, I'll go Seattle as a dark horse. Uh, that's, a, that's a team that's had success at various times over you know years, so I'll go Seattle as a dark horse. Okay, all right. I am trying to frantically get the West Coast Conference uh, one, two, three, 
in four. We got Gonzaga at one. Uh, yeah, they they, they actually finished up last night. Gonzaga actually won that tournament last night. Um, they got, defeated Brantley, BYU in okay. the final. So you got Gonzaga, BYU, Pepperdine, and Santa Clara. Yeah, uh, BYU. I think BYU should make the dance. They, I think they'll get in. Okay. Um, Gonzaga beat. I'm not sure I, who they beat in the maybe it was Santa Clara or Pepperdine. They beat one of them really bad the other night. <laughs> but that Gonzaga, we were talking earlier. That's that's who they beat last night when they were behind. They were, they trailed BYU for most of the game. In fact, I think the last game Gonzaga lost was the BYU last season uh, in in Utah. So they, you know, they've kind of come full circle here, but I think that they beat them all three times this season. Okay, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna go with Gonzaga and BYU. Gonzaga's beat a lot of people by a lot of points all year long. Like I said, they had was it twenty five games yeah, they won by, by double digits. Yeah. Good Lord. And I and I'll say this, and you know, we have Rusty Mansell come on and talk college football with us a good bit. Um, and hats off to those coaches and those programs to be able to to get these kids prepared, uh, keep them healthy. And uh, and keep a keep the program, uh, keep, you know, keep the whole entire thing going. Because, As if it wasn't hard enough, dude. It, I can't even imagine what your travel restrictions are, your your rooming situation is. Uh, it's again, hats off to all these coaches and the staff and these schools. that's able to uh, to keep keep these things together and keep and actually, dude. I'm I'm shocked that we're even having a tournament. You know, it, yeah. I was kind of I would I was thinking it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, there was all you know, football started later, and they got that season in. Thank goodness, uh, you know, and basketball same way. You know, it's just one of those things. The teams that had the pause, they paused, you know, mm-hmm. and then they regroup. We've seen the same thing here in like in high school in Alabama. Uh, you know, they had their season, and there were times that teams had to take a week off. You know, there was a either contact tracing or they had a little outbreak or something. And right, but. That eventually they made it through, and you know, and kids, guys, guys want to play. They're not there just to, you know, they want, if they're there, they want to play. They want yeah. to get down to it, you know. But people are going to do what they need to in most cases. Um, but we, yeah, I'm with you on the testing, so I just, you know, I, I just know, I don't know how much they're doing in basketball at this point, but I know at football at Alabama, they were, they were like, hey, you can get tested every day if you want to. Yeah. Right. I think the SEC was mandating three times a week, but I was like, my gosh. Dude, yeah, it's well, terrible to do it once. I couldn't and, and yeah. once a month. I can imagine <laughs> do it three, four times a week. I couldn't. I yeah, I mean, I mean, there were guys fixing a board a bus or a plane and hamstring. And uh, hey, we get serious at this it, podcast. Andrew, Andrew gets so hyped up when we talk about sports. He pulls a hamstring. Man, my hamstring just called. <laughs> Woo, sorry about that. Uh, I got I some. Like, I got, man, you got really excited about this. Woo, man, hamstrings are bad. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you had guys in football last year that were, you know, they were about to board a bus or a plane, and then they failed a test, and yeah, they were scratched late. I mean, it's, it's crazy. But you know, like you said, at least they got to play. Yeah, yeah. Was well, it Trevor Lawrence didn't get to play some last year because of that? Yeah, it seems like true. he did. Yeah, yep. he lost like I think it, not lost, but he missed two games. He missed another. He missed. He Notre missed another Dame game. Yeah. yeah, I think he missed. I think he missed uh, one other too. Yeah. yeah, he missed two games, and that Notre Dame game was a big game, real big game. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, how's the SEC stack up? I mean, do we got a shot of getting somebody in there to 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 stealing this thing away, or, or are we are we too far away? Uh, I I mean I I think Alabama and Arkansas get to a Final Four. Okay, um, I do too. And then and then one game, it's really going to depend on who you're playing and how well you play at that point. Um, 
you know, as for everybody else, uh, LSU, I, I just don't see them winning more than a game. Uh, same for Tennessee. I just think they're too inconsistent. Florida, I could see Florida getting to a Sweet 16 possibly. Um, they just seem, when they're on, they just seem to play better. Um, Missouri is very inconsistent too. You know, Missouri beat Alabama at home. That's one of the Alabama's two losses at, at SEC play. Man, and that is they, that is. Then Missouri. they lose like two or three in a row. That you just. You just that's Missouri's. That's Missouri's mo for every single sport they have at that school. Man, they are <laughs> yeah. so inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. And, and we were talking about Illinois. Missouri beat Illinois earlier this year. They have some uh, very good wins, uh, and then they just had some head scratchers and some, some losses within conference. You're just like, how are they losing that game? You know, some of them at home too. So it's just, I, I don't know. It's just uh, that team that they seem like they should be better than what they are record wise. We got um, the one thing that I always like to take a look at. Dude, I always like, I'll always ask, what is one team that nobody's thinking about that has a shot to get get in there and and, and break some hearts? Send, uh, who's the Cinderella, Cinderella story this year? Yeah, uh, you know, who I would go with, uh, and they did it a couple of years ago, and they kind of, you know, was talked about for three or four years, but Loyola out okay. of Chicago. It's Sister Jean. Um, I heard someone on a night say, "Hey, he gets his regime vaccinated because they they've qualified. They won their okay. conference tournament last weekend. So, uh, you know, they I, they went to Atlanta the, a couple years ago, made the final four. Um, you know, that's the team I, I I watched them play last weekend. Uh, this is the only time I've seen them play. I guess that, that they were on ESPN or CBS. I can't remember which, but uh, they that's a team that's going to give people fits. Uh, that year they got in there, they beat Tennessee in the first round. They beat Kansas State." And next thing you know, they were going, they were making their run, and uh, that that's the team I think. I, I don't think they'll sneak up on anybody, but I would not want to play them if I'm a Power Five school, especially in the first round. Right, they catch you with your hand in the cookie jar early. So they, they, they just, you know, that's that's just one off the top of my head. You know, uh, Cleveland State's another team that's kind of very athletic, very good. They could give give somebody fits too. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of the, the smaller conferences. The one thing, you know, because they had less games than they normally, the smaller conferences didn't get their shots at some of the big schools early in the season. And you usually see some more uh, how they do against this team or that team or whatever. So it, it'll be interesting to see how some of that plays out uh, with these smaller schools. Because usually the conference champions for some of these, you know, a Furman or somebody like that, East Tennessee State or somebody, they usually have some shots at the bigger schools. They just haven't not had the opportunity they normally get during mm-hmm. the regular season. All right, so let me ask you, sir, who is the best talent in college basketball right now? The best player is uh, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State. Uh, he might be the first pick in the draft. That was my next question. Um, <laughs> he's he, he's very good. Uh, Oklahoma State, you know, they're a good Big Twelve team. Um, they've had some. You know, they've knocked off some good teams this year. But he's missed a couple games. I think they had him out of the game or two just uh, as a precaution for injury. Recently. But uh, there seems to be a growing consensus. He's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Okay. All right. So we got this guy, number one. Um, who's the biggest disappointment in college basketball, in your opinion? <laughs> team, wow. team or player? <laughs> you can pick either. Uh, well, uh, so we don't put the pressure on the kid. I don't want. Yeah. Uh, I think you could almost do a conference and say ACC. We don't want Van Gundy saying he's a kid. I'm yeah. a man. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, 
conference wise, I I think uh, well, they he's just down. It seems like it anyway. Um, you know, they struggled in the Big Ten ACC challenge. Uh, Big Ten, you know, was very good in that challenge again this year. Uh, Team wise, I, I mean, I, obviously, I think it's Kentucky and Duke when you get down to it. Yeah, Duke um, and Kentucky. You know, that's Duke for them has, to not even be a an afterthought in this whole tournament. No, it's crazy. And, and, and it is not even like they're really not on the bubble. I, in fact, I think Kentucky still has a losing record at this point. Uh, Duke's eleven and eleven, I believe. Um, you know, they have to win their conference tournament to get in. They got to win four or five games in a row. Uh, I'm not saying they can't do it, but it just—I mean—you don't expect to see. I mean, I think the last time Duke wasn't in the NCAA tournament was 1995. Um, do you think Shushevsky's yeah. time's coming to an end at Duke? <laughs> That's a big, heavy question. I had that conversation with someone at work the other day, one of, one of my fellow basketball coaches, and uh, you know, we were just talking about, you know, we're at a point here. You, you know, up there in Asia. Jim Beheim is serious. Yeah. Is has been at Michigan State for 25 years now. Yep, and you got uh, U- UNC. Roy Williams, is Roy one, yeah. Williams not no, he's not a spring chicken. He was old no. when he took the job. <laughs> so. Yeah, so you're you're getting to the end of the line somewhere for four or five uh, big schools, and then the analyst coach is under a lot of pressure now because he's not winning. Um, you, you just wonder if it's going to end here sooner rather than later for some of these guys. But I, I mean, I just this has been a tough year in a lot of people, and yeah. I think the older coaches especially. I think it's been a tough. So we'll you know we'll see how this how it goes here. But I, I guess the, I, I just we just had to we were just told me it just doesn't end well for people a lot of times at places for mm-hmm. whatever reason. If we go back to football, you know, you look at Bobby Bowden and Paterno. Yeah, and their and last years were, you know, especially Paterno. It, you, you hate to see that, but it's just the way it ends. A lot of people it just does not go the way they expect it to. Everybody wants to ride off into the sunset. That's not that's not realistic though when it comes to sports. No. And not. and and football proved that these coaches are not getting passes because of COVID. Because you look at all the coaches that were fired there in the offseason. Holy cow! Yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean you're not, yeah, like a, you're, not you're not you're not going to get a pass because of COVID. There's too much money involved. No, you're right. You're and, exactly right. And, and I, you look at the I other thing. Lot, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, you're right. I just think I think a lot of people fall before the season. Nah, we'll get, you know, we'll get through it, and this is almost a free year, and it, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it seemed like it was more people getting uh, getting asked this year in football than normally, but you know, there was no COVID uh, pause just for having a bad season. No, I think too. And and you're you're a coach, correct? You are a coach in high school. Yeah, okay. I, I coach high school. Yes. Um, I see this, and I used to coach baseball. And so what what I'm about to say, you can probably relate to. I don't think certain coaching styles are going to be able to translate uh, over the next few years. Uh, I think it's a it's a dying fruit on the vine when you've got a coach that can be hard on a kid and push a kid to to be better uh, because of the kind of the culture we're in, where it's kind of a you know a me first uh, uh, entitled. Uh, just like we talked about the kid from Duke that just set, opted the season out. Um, I don't. I think it's going to be tough for kids to relate to a tough coach. And I think those older coaches are kind of uh, – they're going to – I don't know how they're going to do it, man. It's its a whole different world out there now. That's yeah, the one reason is. I quit coaching baseball. <laughs> I'm, I'm being, if I could coach a bunch of orphans, I probably would have kept coaching. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, the parent involvement and, you know, sometimes when you win and if somebody didn't get to play but you won, somebody's always upset, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it, Even, it's just a different monster. And I'm not – I'm no friend of Cam, no friend <laughs> and no fan of Cam Newton. But the video that came out 
where he and the kid yeah. was going back and forth. Uh, if you know, and I and I openly said, if that kid, yeah. if you're that kid's coach or you're that kid's parent, you failed. You failed that kid, and yeah. you set him up for failure. Yeah, um, that's what one of my coach players was like when they, he's like, he's like, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you see all the time now. Sure, it is. <laughs> and I, it's, it's just people don't see it nationally, but it got recorded that time, so it's not yeah. shocking, you know, someone who's in the industry or whatever. Right. And I am a fan of Cam Newton, and I think that. He handled it probably as best as he could because he didn't lose his cool. Yeah. It would have been hard for me not to lose my cool. Can he get a good yeah. deal on a laptop? I'm just yeah. kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm a Georgia fan, so don't hold that against me. No, that's all right. <laughs> so, well, um, look, I, I would love to do – I mean, you're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to bas- college basketball um, and, and other sports that you may be into, too. We want to, we definitely want to revisit with you on what do you feel about coming back on around the Sweet 16? Yeah, and, sure, and let's, just, uh, let's take a look yeah. at some of your picks and let's see where they stand. And let's hope that uh, my DraftKings uh, <laughs> brackets look good. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but I'd, yeah, I'd love, yeah, I'd love to have you back on. We'll, we'll look at it, Sweet 16. And then we can revisit on the final four. Re- and, re-bracket at Sweet 16, and then we'll make our picks from there. And we'll okay. we'll add you to our repeat offender list, uh, people that come back on the show that uh, they're not afraid to come on and talk to us. So, um, but uh, Kane, thank you so much for your time, buddy, and, uh, and your I, knowledge. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back in touch with you here pretty soon, uh, and again, so we can get together on the Sweet Sixteen bracket. Uh, and okay. and uh, I will upload this, and I will email it to you, or I'm sorry, I'll, I'll send it to you, a link to you in your text message. And if you want to okay. share it, go right ahead and do that. Sounds good, man. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, good talking to y'all. Yes, Just sir. Give me, give me a buzz, and we'll talk in a couple weeks. All right, let's Thank do you, it. sir. All right, take okay. care. Thank you. No problem. Have a good night. All right, you Bye. too. Bye. Man, that, that guy knows his college basketball. He is – his cup overfloweth with basketball knowledge. I, that was that was great. So I appreciate you, Mike, uh, for, for getting me in touch with Kane and, and getting him in here. That was excellent. So we appreciate it. So. I'll do it again. All right, man. Um, one more time, everybody, go to cigarstoreidiot.com. Uh, take a look at the merchandise: t-shirts, hats, uh, three-quarter slip baseball sleeve shirts mm-hmm. are here. Uh, still got some hoodies. I'm probably gonna do a little deal on the hoodies. Um, also, you can go order uh, some products from Killcliff, Duke Cannon Supply Company, uh, Wild Bill Sodas, Righteous Felon Jerky Cartel. and the Beard Corp. So uh, go check those out and be sure to use the promo code. To save some money. Andrew, it's been fun, man. Man, I enjoyed it. I'm going to go fill my brackets out and uh, see how this thing plays out. That's right. We're going sizzler. (laughs) (laughs) Take care, man. Later.